You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. Donald Trump's immigration ban is a local issue here in southeast Michigan. That's one of the reasons we've launched this series of conversations with Detroiters and Michiganders who are directly affected by the ban or who came here after being forced from their homes overseas under political duress. These policies probably hit Michigan harder than any other state in the nation. We have one of the largest populations of people here from the Middle and Near East and their descendants. One of those people is Lansing resident May Anayi. She came here as a Christian refugee from Iraq during the Iraq War. She had been working directly with the U.S. Embassy in Iraq before being forced to leave with her family. Once in Michigan, she worked with St. Vincent Catholic Charities, helping their efforts to resettle other refugees in the Lansing area. She now runs a home daycare business. May Anayi joins me now on Detroit Today. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Uh, So first... Can you tell me about the circumstances that led to you leaving Iraq uh, and coming to the United States? Yeah, for sure. As you mentioned before, uh, I was working for U.S. Embassy and in Iraq during the war. Any Iraqis who works for uh, U.S. Embassy consider it a betrayer, and I was one of them. So my name was listed uh, on the blacklist to be killed because for that reason. And uh, I have to leave for safety uh, for safety reasons. So I talked to my supervisor who was. She worked with us, and she told me, you have to, to leave. And there was a, a visa, which is called a refugee visa. So she put me on that visa with my two kids mm-hmm. and my mother and my other sister, who used to work with the Australian embassy at that time. And, and how long of a period of time did it take for you to get status as a refugee here? Well, after I applied uh, to 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 that program, uh, it took me, of course, a while. But if we compare it to other Iraqis, I can say it's nothing. It's only four months because I worked directly with the U.S. Embassy and the people over there. They helped me a lot. So we moved after that because you are a refugee. Mm-hmm. You have to leave the country, your native country. So I left with my family to Jordan. And I stayed there for four, four months until I get the, the final ap- approval. And we ended here in Lansing, Michigan, uh, sponsored after that with St. Vincent Catholic Charities. Right. And uh, talk about uh, how you feel about being here in America, being here in Lansing, Michigan, as opposed to your home. I mean, I, I would imagine that it's hard to have to have left home because that's that's your home, but also uh, there's got to be a sense of relief that you're someplace that that you're not under under political threat. Absolutely, it was my dream when I entered here. I couldn't believe it. I made it with the, with the family because uh, I left under very hard situation. Is you have to leave or you be killed, and before. 
like before I came, I was lived in very hard, uh, let's say rigid uh, Islamic neighborhood controlled by uh, Qaeda because they don't have ISIS. I, di- I didn't face ISIS at that time. They were called themselves Qaeda. So they told us anyone who is a Christian or who is working for Americans or with the enemy, they have to leave. So it was a fear all the time. I sent my kids to the school and I, I'm so worried about them if someone noticed that. So all the time I have to give a false information to the neighbors in order to protect myself. So when we ended here in Lansing and I saw the flag, American flag in Lansing area, I couldn't believe it. I said, oh, finally we are here. It, it's, uh, it gives, uh, gives me, uh, of course, a sense of uh, uh, peace, hope, Life will be good. And now we are over nine years, so I will be ended 10 years in America. I came in 2007, exactly on September 24th. So life here is, uh, is wonderful. Yeah. There is always, there is hope. Even I left uh, like my, my, my home, um, let's say my memories. But uh, when you are safe with your kids, it's something very, very valuable. No one can feel it. Yeah. Unless he went through it. Right. And it was a really hard, hard journey. Uh, speaking of that hard journey, there was actually a day that you had to literally flee your home in Iraq. You had to literally move away. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. Can you talk about and, that day? Oh, yeah. Like every day before I entered my job in, a, they call it a green zone, there is a, a gates. Uh, we have to go through it. It's controlled by American troops. Just imagine yourself. You are standing there for uh, like uh, hours until you, ca- you can get in. It's uh, dangerous because who can go or across these borders, uh, those checkpoints, until unless you are working for Americans. So mm-hmm. this is a very uh, for the first thing I face it every day. And then we cross the board, uh, the, sorry, I mean uh, the checkpoint. Uh, we will be in safe. But then when you leave the work at 5, mm-hmm. 5.30, you will go through the same, uh, the same procedures. You have to uh, be then after green zone to red zone, then the Iraqis will be uh, like chasing you and know that you are working for, for those people then this is another hard uh, life. I have to go to, after that, I have to cross another two checkpoints uh, done by Iraqis. And they ask me a lot, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Where did you come from, I mean? And also, as I told you, I have to give them false information. One day, they told us, you have to leave. And they give us a sign. Every day, a person killed in the front of my house. My kids witnessed that and see people died in front of you. And then you find like a uh, bodies, uh, the bodies of the death is like a pile in the front of your house. Wow. No one can remove it unless the American troops come to remove uh, these bodies. It's really awful for the kids to to, to stay. And beside that, they put us, uh, as I told you before, on the list because one day, by mistake, my sister dropped off her badge. And this badge is used only for those who are working for, uh, for the Americans or anyone who is in a green zone. And one of the insurgents told us, 
you need to pick up your badge. So this is another uh, 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 sign to mm-hmm. leave. We, and we did it because we thought uh, the dearest, which is our kids and our life, it's more important about the materials or these, uh, what you have, the belongs. It's not easy. We made it by heart, but we can, we can, uh, we can like get it more because I have, uh, I mean, I have uh, uh, a theory said we can make money, not money makes us. Right, right. Uh, Talk about some of the things you left behind in Iraq. Did you leave pictures and family keepsakes, things that that were dear to you? I left everything. They said you need to leave by yourself. So we left everything. We left the house, of course, all the like uh, furnitures, your your memories, which is the pictures of your of us when we were young, and we didn't like have a time to take off everything because you never thought one day your neighbors will force you to leave. We never th- thought about that, but they are. I will say it nicer because they give us a time to just live by ourselves. Others, they kill them because people, some family says, we will not leave our land. We are Iraqis. So don't look at us uh, just because we are Christian. But we, for my family, we took it in another way. Let's say, uh, let's leave everything. If you couldn't force the death or enemy, give them give them what they want and live peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. So we this, we did it. Yeah. This is Detroit Thank Today God. on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is May Anayi. She is a Christian refugee from Iraq, now living in the Lansing area. We are talking about her journey here to the United States from Iraq, uh, but also about the context of now, the idea of a immigration ban from the country of Iraq, a country that we are deeply involved in, a country uh, that we fought a war with and then agreed to help rebuild. Many Iraqis were part of that rebuilding, part of the effort that we were making there. Uh, we are now saying to them even that they may not be able to come to this country. Uh, May, I want to ask you about uh, about the ban that Donald Trump has announced. Uh, what does that say to you? How does that make you feel about, uh, about this country? Well, I feel sad when uh, I heard about it. The reason why, because maybe most of, not all of them, some of Americans, they don't know what does refugee mean and what does he suffer until he get the, uh, the initial approval to enter the States and why they want to be here in America. They want, we want peace. They want to uh, security. And, and no one wants to, to leave his belongs and his country and just started from, over, from the beginning. Life here is not easy. It's hard. But at least there is a hope. Here they respect the human being. So war came. This is what happened. It's the results of the war. No one wants to be in the war. Mm-hmm. So we, Iraq faces two kinds of of wars. First in 1980 when we started with Iran and lasted for eight years. 
the human being were destroyed. I was still in, in high school when I graduated as a teacher. I, I found that there's no hope because all my, my colleagues, men, the, the boys, ended in the war because the, the, the military, it was compulsory for the boys, not for the girls. And then after two years, again, we entered another war when Iraq invaded Kuwait in 1990. So just imagine how is the people are feeling. Since 1990, I, until I left uh, Iraq in 2007, we don't have power. We have to use our generator. So everyone needs to, to, to provide electricity yeah. to, to, his, to his family. So people are died. We are just a body. We are walking just a body. No hope, no tomorrow. So when they reach that point and apply for the refugees, that's one, let me tell you for myself, mm -hmm. was the last hope. I says, finally, I will leave uh, this country and have a chance to live respectfully, right. peacefully. So give those people a chance to, to live. There's no terrorists in refugees. The refugees are very tired. They fled because of fear. They are looking for a, a, a good life, respect, respectful life, like everyone. They don't uh, seeking for, uh, for a death. The others who use them, those are criminals, yes, I can tell you, they, they destroyed us. Right. But they are not refugees. Right. They come with those people. So and, I feel very sad and, for and when I heard that. Do you, do you feel like if if you were still in Iraq, do you do you think if you had not been able to come to this country, do you think you would still be alive? I don't think so. No, because I told you, my name was already uh, put on the blacklist, right. and I took my kids. Well, at that time, they were still young, uh, to, to the north of Iraq, where's the, under the Kurds' uh, power. And I took them there, and I stayed in a green zone just to provide uh, my, my family uh, food. And uh, there's no other source for living. I, as I told you, I, I am a single mom. So when I went there to live in the, in the north of Iraq, which is part of Iraq, and mm -hmm. I'm Iraqi, they said, sorry, you have no work for us because you are not Kurdish. You are not from us. You lived in Iraq, in the, the central of Iraq, means you are one of the fo followers of Saddam Hussein. And look how wrong they are. Says we live there doesn't mean we are one of his followers. So we were refugee in our country. Mm -hmm. I was refugee in my country. The first time when the war started in 1980, I was born and raised up in Basra. And Basra is a border city with Iran. They forced us to leave the, that uh, place because of the war with Iran. And that's my first movement as a refugee. I moved to Baghdad in 1987 with my family. Mm -hmm. And then in, 19, in 2006, because the life getting worse and worse after invasion, also, they forced us to leave, and we left to, to, to the north, and I will live as a refugee there. They don't give us, the human being, as Iraqi, a right to live like any other normal people. Here in America, no one asked me, honestly, I'm Iraqi or I'm... They welcome me. This is the greatest of that country, when it opened his arm to everyone. That's the, the power of America. Sure. 
Sure. Uh, again, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is May Anayi. She is a Christian refugee from Iraq, now lives in the Lansing area. We're talking about Donald Trump's immigration ban and the effect it would have on people like May. May worked at the embassy in Iraq uh, for uh, the United States and was able to get here uh, away from the strife in that country. Lots of other people now are being told that they may not be able to follow that path. Uh, let's go to Nasir and Monroe. Nasir, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, uh, I, I look at a broader issue. Given the history of uh, Republicans, Trump's, and now ExxonMobil uh, running our foreign affairs. Uh, this is, uh, politics does not have religion. Their religion is a green, mm-hmm. it's oil. And the arm weapons and selling arms and all these, the war beneficiaries. Uh, I look at it this, they, they don't hate Muslim. They want it to be look like they hate Muslim, but just so they will, Muslim will hate them, and somehow some retaliation from the Muslim countries or who are some fanatics, uh, uh, what do you call it? They retaliate, and we have another seven, another nine eleven. Right. Voila. Right. A war. Gas prices five dollars a gallon. And that's what the Republicans, it's not the Republicans, but the, the, the war profiteers and, and yeah. pushing the Republicans to yeah. do it. Yeah. Nasir, uh, thank you very much for that call and making that point. I, I, I hope that's not uh, exactly what's going on here, but like you, I fear <clears throat> that it is. Uh, May Anayi. Uh, I want to thank you also for being here on Detroit Today uh, and telling <clears throat> such a compelling story about uh, about your journey. Uh, before I let you go, uh, tell me whether has what Donald Trump is doing, has that changed your idea of America at all? Has that changed your perception of what this country stands for? No, because I believe this country is stands for freedom. So if something happened, there's another people who stand against that uh, decision. And let me tell you, sometimes I'll give a, like a, an excuse to some American, they get afraid of refugees. And the reason why I give them that excuse, because they have a lack of knowledge and information about us. So if they just like listen mm-hmm. to more of their refugees and know that we are just a normal people we don't bite we don't kill for any reason we are educated we came from very good family we have the same ethics with same uh, standards but the only the circumstances put us in a very bad situation and the media uh, put us under the the spots But really, we are just normal people. We have kids. We believe in God. We believe in humanity. We believe that everyone needs to live, uh, have to live peacefully in this country. 
Just give us, us a chance to prove it to you. And by the way, the refugees are very hard workers. Mm -hmm. When they enter the state, they accept any job, which we call it entry job, to prove to others and to themselves that life is short. We have to build ourselves and stop like crying and says we came from hard situation. We came from like uh, war. We are always looking for for. Uh, for a future, which we, I can't say it, we always have a hope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, may Ani, a Christian refugee from Iraq, uh, here in Michigan, living in the Lansing area, thank you very much for being here Thanks on to Detroit you. today. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, up next, we're going to talk about Donald Trump's relationship with a big business. And Ari Glinton, a business reporter for NBR, will join us. Stay with us on Detroit Today.